Hey, how you doing? Happy Mother's Day. Oh, happy Mother's Day to you. <laughs> we were both pet mothers. Yes, and you know what? That matters too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're obviously recording on Mother's Day. Yeah. I understand this will come out after Mother's Day. Um, in the fun little uh, break between Mother's Day and my birthday. So yes. just a little Monday podcast drop and then everything's about me. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's It's been a bit of a fun week, I would say. Uh, Wednesday, I celebrated my cat's birthday. Huge, so, huge day. Uh, kind of <laughs> almost in... Uh, uh, similar to what we're talking about today, not too far off. Got some mm-hmm. kitty cats. I mean, spoiler alert, no one can see, but we're both wearing cat ears right now. Yeah, this is purely for us. Yeah. Um, I busted out these cat ears on Wednesday for Fraser's birthday. Steph and I both wore mm-hmm. animal print, and I uh, texted Micah to ask if he had any animal print, and he was like, I cannot, I don't. Are you seriously asking me that question? Um, I was like, don't worry about like, it. Well, I, I have, have a scarf. Ears. Maybe we can wrap you. Yeah, I was like, I, it's fine. I have cat ears. And he was like, okay. Um, he told me he had a shirt with flamingos on it, which I'm familiar with. And so he wore that as like an attempt at animal print. Right. But, but you're like, when I say animal print, I don't mean a print with animals on it i mean animal print and you know i mean mean. leopard or bust i would be fine with zebra but like leopard or bust uh zebra cheetah leopard all of these are in the right family Um, (laughs) he's like he comes in a white shirt he's like this is snow (laughs) it's like a snow panther yeah (laughs) yeah we um we had uh, we brought out our ring light and so we had a little photo shoot which was cute Frazier um didn't love that we poured out all right. of his toys that he already owns and I think it was a little overwhelming for him and Steph and I have <laughs> never thought that like he really liked to play because like you try mm-hmm. to play toy- toys with him and he's just kind of whatever but he seemed to really like it when we dumped out all of his toys Really? Um, yeah. And then I wanted to get a cake for him. You know, like dogs get cakes. Apparently that's not a thing for mm-hmm. cats. I called like multiple <laughs> pet stores and they were like, oh, yeah, cats get like the real like short end of the stick because they don't there's nothing really for cats. So then I looked online and it was like you can make your own cake with like cat food and tuna fish. And then like the frosting could be mashed potatoes and mm-hmm. that just seems like a lot of effort for me right. especially in quarantine <laughs> um and so i just like <laughs> put the took the food canned food out of the can put it in his bowl put a couple pieces of salami on it that Stefan austin got him from the grocery store and then austin also got him or sorry austin also had made a couple days prior some smoked salmon so we put a little uh-huh. smoked salmon on it and a treat, and uh, he could give two shits about the smoked salmon or the salami. So apparently that's right. not of interest <laughs> to him. But yeah, it was a fun time. Amazing celebration. Very happy for for the little man. Yeah, my niece's birthday was yesterday, so I Facetime with my family about eight times that day. Your real niece or like a pet? My real niece, my <laughs> no, human niece. <laughs> yeah um and yeah we have your birthday on tuesday yeah huge plans 
I mean, <laughs> there are no plans. <laughs> there can be a. We'll watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, movie night. But yeah, what about you? Be You've been cooking a lot. Been, been... I've been cooking a lot. I have a giant thing of iced tea. Um, that's just what's important that's going on in my life right now. Um, what about that cocktail no, you I'm... made the other night? Yeah, that was. And you got exciting. a Celtics I made some jersey. Homemade lemonade. I got a Celtics jersey. God, what a dumb week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I guess story behind me getting a Celtics jersey because fully twenty people since then have asked <laughs> what's going on with that. So it started at one point, like two or three years ago, probably like twenty seventeen. Gan and I were at a party and the Celtics were losing and everyone was really interested in the game. I have no idea who they were playing, but everyone was rooting against the Celtics and we were like, well, someone should root for the Celtics mm-hmm. because they're losing. So then really we nice said we were Celtics fans. <laughs> yeah, but we were also just trying to piss people off. Um, we're real we're real fun at parties. Everyone loves it. Yeah, everyone um, invite them to your parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we were like, we're Celtics fans. And then there are like random some people in the office who are Celtics fans so then we just kind of kept that bit going on and a guy I work with has like a Celtics flag on his desk and we used to take it all the time and display it on our shared desks um and then when we watched Uncut Gems we were like okay we're gonna get Kevin Garnett I mean you had to (laughs) and then when quarantine started we're like wait we should actually get Kevin Garnett jerseys so we both did and then we just recently both received them and we FaceTimed wearing our jerseys and it's you know honestly I'll be real not the most expensive goof I've done in my life but (laughs) anytime it's like more than a $40 goof you gotta feel bad about it well I will say that uh promo for uncut gems it's coming to Netflix soon so we can like the 23rd or something it's in a couple weeks we should have a Netflix party so I can wear I was gonna say the exact I was gonna say you and Gan can have another or you can have a Netflix party where you're both wearing your Celtics jersey I can wear my Phoenix Suns one this is perfect considering how little I like dress up like quote-unquote in my regular life I have twice this week and I'm worried that quarantine is getting to me a little more yeah it's it's hard to say uh, what's quarantine and what's just I don't know your personality spiraling um right. something I struggle both. with <laughs> absolutely both for me uh, um it's just I mean there are good things to come from quarantine my apartment has never been this clean and I just walk around it constantly being like wow everything is in its place this feels incredible mm-hmm. and I'm cooking more and I'm making homemade lemonade and drinking a glass of tequila alone at the end of a Saturday, <laughs> okay. which is questionable. But over over a you know we were we were FaceTiming about our Celtics jerseys, so I was drinking with someone, kind of not really. Oh, okay. Obviously, no one's here. Um, I've been playing D and D. Ob. Yeah, I went for um, a nice hike yesterday. That was so intense. I saw that. Loved your outfit. Thanks. Uh. <laughs> I uh it was so intense. I hope that my butt looks like Jennifer Lopez today. It, I, it does. I, oh, you think one hike? That's all it takes. Yeah. That's well, technically we went up like two. I don't, I mean I don't think they're like what's in between like a mountain and a hill. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. I don't know. That's I mean I, I don't. Know. It was like it was intense, <laughs> but I mean I don't yeah, think yeah, you can yeah. like climb a mountain in it. I mean I guess you can. Yeah, you can. Anywho. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was really nice. And then we came back and I was just so exhausted and I just desperately needed to take a shower. And he, when I really wanted to take a shower at my place and he really wanted to eat food. And so the compromise was that I would just wait to eat my shake until I was home and clean. And then like we, the second we like got back to his place, I was like, no, I'm just going to go, <laughs> go home, shower. <laughs> I will eat my burger and fries like lukewarm. I will like, I prioritize yeah. being clean over uh, feeding my body junk. So, and then we watched Big That's- Daddy. Oh, because it's a fun, fun choice. Well, I, you know, I love Big Daddy, um, one mm-hmm. of my favorite movies. And we on the way back because the the park that we went to was a full two and a half hours outside of town, uh, which I didn't realize. But on the way back, we listened to the Doughboys with your boys. Yes. Yes, I was just going to say, I'm like, I was just listening to the Blank Check guys talk about Big Daddy. That's exactly what happened. But I was like, but it was on Doughboys. Yeah. That's right. Because I was like, why would that have come up on Miller? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Griffey Nooms brought up that he was. Downtown Griffey Nooms. Yes, that he was doing an uh, Adam Sandler watch and mentioned Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. what the heck? And Micah was like, it's been forever since I've seen it. So we watched it. And then we... There are actually so many Adam Sandler movies that I haven't seen. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... Big Daddy might be one of them. You've never seen Big Daddy? I don't think I've seen... No, I don't (gasps) think I've seen Billy Madison. I don't think I've seen Happy Gilmore. I don't think I've seen... So you just totally didn't see any of the Happy Madison movies. Well, I've seen Mr. Deeds like nine times in my life. I don't know why that was for some reason. (laughs) The one that was like always playing at a soccer camp or like at a friend's party. (laughs) So I've seen Mr. Deeds a lot. But no, uh, I've seen like The Water Boy. I don't know. But it's a huge blind spot for me. Yeah. I've seen Click. I've never seen (laughs) Click. There's a music Mm. moment in Click. What is it? there's like i feel like there's a lot of them people famously like cried during click who you no (laughs) well maybe i don't remember click that well to be fair there man i was hoping the wiki would have like the soundtrack or something right and it would be something really obvious like unchained melody or something (laughs) uh click was nominated for best makeup at the academy awards yeah, they aged someone. <laughs> Good on them. Uh, uh, interesting. Well, I mean, I guess I would recommend Big Daddy if you want to go back and watch it. You see little baby Dylan and Dylan and Cole. They're so stinking yep. cute. It's like I would adopt them because they're that cute. Right. So. Yeah. Well, you also like famously, I feel like, like kids, you know, like, <laughs> yes, it's not like that big of a leap. <laughs> like if I said I would adopt them, I feel like you'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> Actually, I would be very curious for you to watch Big Daddy because I think it's like a 43 on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, it's maybe not like uh, an achievement in cinema, but I always really liked it. But I also started watching it when I was like pretty young. Uh, so, Mm-hmm. But you also can't trust Rotten Tomatoes for shit because the movie we're talking about today is only like a <laughs> 50-something on Rotten Tomatoes. And it is, you know, as we all can agree, a Stone Cold Masterpiece. It is a 53. <laughs> yes. 
Um, this is exciting because you just watched this movie. I have no idea what you think. I about. sent you what, like two <laughs> texts about it. Two texts right at the beginning, and then you stopped. Yes. I've been on pins and needles. Yeah. My texts were Backstreet Boys called because the intro on the tarmac is straight out of Backstreet Boys. It is essentially a Backstreet Boys. And then I was really proud that I clocked as when I was watching, I was like, isn't that that guy from Shameless? I don't watch Shameless. I've seen like two episodes of it. Um, but it was Justin Chatwin. So I wanted to brag. I love fact that I mean, like brothers. <laughs> I recognized a young Justin Chatwin immediately. So proud of you. Thank you. And, and, and I gave you credit. And then you and just went back into the movie. <laughs> uh, you just said, ha, ha, ha. I didn't know if that was a reaction oh to the Backstreet well. Boys. Or to me, this my- is me giving you verbal credit. Mm. Great job, Noria, then- for recognizing a young Justin Chatwin. Thanks. And then, and then I don't know if you caught it, but like a few seconds later, Seth Green's on screen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now you give character. me credit. <laughs> um, and then I asked if we should wear cat ears for our our recording. So, and I said, yes. Yes. And I'm wearing them. And I'm wearing mine. Right I have two pairs. This is perfect. Yours are really. I love cute. when a plan comes together. I have so many cat ears from the Oscars, obviously. I just, like, picked the quickest ones. But I have some, like, fun pink cheetah leopard print. I got a lot of stuff going on. Oh, my God. I can't wait till I ever oh get God. to see you again so I can I know. get myself I'll save a them pair. for you. TBT, that one time we were supposed to see The Strokes on Saturday. I don't want to talk about it. You know how I get it. It was going to be, like, I remember <laughs> when the tickets were announced. And you're like, I don't know if I can, like open my heart up for disaster again after south by and i was like meg come uh-huh. on by may for your birthday uh-huh. uh-huh well and i and i opened myself up and what happened nor <laughs> did we see the strokes on saturday did i miss it <laughs> our quarantine or our shelter in place has been extended to june 15th mm. so yeah i'm probably I mean, not gonna see anyone anytime in any in this decade maybe uh i i feel i feel you know hopeful for 2021 yeah yeah (laughs) and on that note should we take it back to happier Ooh, well i was gonna say happier times but this movie came out in 2001 and uh right don't think we can necessarily say that what when in 20 pretty bad year april 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 11th 2001 spooky five months before you know i'm holding i'm holding the dvd case up to the camera for Nora. yes this in case you didn't know what we were talking about today we're talking tell everyone else now just watched it on hbo (laughs) shout out hbo um the movie we're talking about today is the 2001 classic Josie and the Pussycats. I like to think so. Yes. Which Josie was a, we were going to talk about a different movie. And then Meg uh-huh. was like, it's new on HBO. And uh-huh. we played the birthday card and said, oh, I my did. birthday is this week. I threw my weight around because I wanted to put Josie over Sorkin. <laughs> I, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I uh, had never seen this movie before. And it wasn't like... When I, at one point, I was like, we can do an episode on it just because that'll like hold me accountable to see it. And you were like, took right. so much offense to that. And I was like, I'm just really not watching stuff right now. 
Right. So that's fair. But I feel like this conversation started before quarantine of me being like, you should watch shows in the Pussycats. But it wasn't on HBO until just now. So here's the thing. I wasn't going to run it. But I probably would spend about 15 minutes online trying to find it. Trying to find it. I understand. And on HBO, boom, quicker than that. (laughs) You get to see a little run. uh, Some run pictures are on the screen. You click on HBO. So, you oh, know, yeah. it's not... I need to catch up on Run. I'm behind. Oh. Um, I'm caught up. But, anywho. Yeah. So, Josie and the Pussycats, musical film, or musical right. comedy, mm-hmm. uh, based on the Archie comic series, which... No, Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> yeah, so... I never, I've never read Archie comics, like, any more than, like, they've been in, in like, some doctor's office, and I know Betty and Veronica <laughs> yeah, vie for Archie's attention. I didn't know about any of that until Riverdale came out, actually. Riverdale, right. So... <laughs> and, and we watched a decent amount of Riverdale, so we do know a decent amount, I guess. Yeah. But it's different. Right. But I remember, like, I had heard of, like, Bet, like, you're either a Betty or a Veronica, also right and like you're obviously a veronica so it's like obvious oh my god <laughs> hello i went to a wedding once and someone told me that i looked like veronica you have a veronica vibe because like you have dark hair Pale and skin, like beautiful skin and i was gonna say red is your accent color. red is my accent color thank you very much right it's a very it's a very veronica <laughs> um yes but i i didn't know that connection until I started watching Riverdale. And so mm-hmm. that does kind of put this movie in a bit of perspective in that they do play up the whole comic book thing a bit. Right. Just like this, how right. it's stylized. And I think maybe that yeah. was like a little bit of a barrier to entry when I when it was first coming out. Because like, mm-hmm. for starters, this movie was a box office bomb. Yes, it, huge Was bomb. it PG-13? I feel like it had to have been pg it's not Let's like that see. scandalous. I'm holding the disc right now. PG-13. PG-13. Language and mild sensuality. I think mild sensuality is just the fact that no one wears a bra in the entire you movie. You see a lot of <laughs> Tara Reid's nipples. Like, just like nips popping through. Yeah, it's Tara Reid wearing bandanas as t-shirts for an hour and 40 minutes. And like the lowest of jeans or pants. Oh my gosh, pants. all the jeans are so stressfully low. I don't know how people did it. But anywho, I guess they <laughs> were never, just in better I'll never shape do it back again. then. I'm just so glad to be aging as things like that get back in style. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this movie came out. I was nine. It was PG-13. This is not the kind of movie my parents would have taken me to. So right. it kind of it makes sense to me as to why I never well, saw it. It's also like no one went to see it. <laughs> right. See right. It was a bomb, as we said. Yeah. Uh, when did you see it first? So late, like much later than that. College? Okay. Like not even high school. But I just like did, I watched it when I I had enough time to be like, <laughs> this is all such, you know, 2000s insane stuff, but it's also prescient in a way that I wouldn't have expected it to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it reminds me of, almost like spy kids in a way where like there is this like it's all kind of surface level but there are these like really deep complicated machinations underneath it Uh and that's like 
I love all the Parker Posey shit in this movie so much. Parker Posey is fun. And one of the notes that I took down was that Parker Posey is so good at being over the top. Yes. And I, I mean, really, yeah. it's like I think of her and this, or watching this, obviously, and then watching um, Days and Confused. She's oh, yeah. just like really good at being like <laughs> that like villain that's just like so much like just like someone who's like yes. so in your face that like she could be like the best person in the world but you still hate her because she's just too much. Right when they're when they're when she's like this is my girl's room like let's have some girl talk and they lay down and she goes to eat like a single Pringle and she goes I'm such a pig yeah well and then she asked this person would be insufferable she asked Josie how much she weighs and she says 118 she's like oh I'm 115 I'm 15 gotcha beat yeah I'm three pounds lighter but don't feel badly about it and Rachel Lee Cook is just like rolling her eyes like I'm 118 pounds why would I feel badly about that don't feel bad about it you look great yeah um i'm looking at the wiki right now and it's uh maybe not super surprising but roger ebert Mm -hmm. gave the film one half of a star out of possible i find it surprising he said so there's hold please (laughs) go ahead he said josie and the pussycats are not dumber than the spice girls but they're as dumb as the spice girls which is dumb enough That's not fair. <laughs> this movie has such I don't Spice think Girls, Spice World vibes. It does. It is. I mean, it's just very like 2001 vibes. And Alan um, Cumming in it. Right. Uh, Alan Cumming, God. <sighs> so good in this. Anyway, no, but what I was going to say, I think they really don't make them like that dumb other than Tara Reid. But I think they do kind of play with the Tara Reed thing because they make her smart in different ways. Like, obviously, she'd be pretty infuriating to be around, I think. But I do think she's sweet. And, like, there's the one part where, like, they're in the bathroom and Josie's like, don't you think this is strange? Like, do, do you trust him? And she's like, yeah, like, the way his eyes moved, like, he can't trust anyone and he doesn't know if anyone likes him. Mm-hmm. And, like, really dives into Alan Cummings' psyche. And then they're like... Um, no, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> so here's a hot take. I think Hit Tara Reid is really good in this. I think she's really it, good. Because exactly time. to your point is that like, normally you'd be like, she's just such a fucking idiot. She's so annoying. Right. Like, but she's like very sweet and like endearing. When she's like, if I could go back in time, I'd meet, I'd want to meet Snoopy. I was like, bitch, <laughs> fine. <laughs> like, Normally, this would totally piss me off, but there is something. I think she is funny in this. And yeah. I think she is, like, insightful in a way. Yeah. I did see, but, you know, entertaining. Yeah. No, I, I really liked her in this, um, which, I mean, I just remember Tara Reed as being, like, the hot girl when we were younger because right. of, like, American right. Pie. American Pie. And I, like, very much... Big Lebowski. I very much <laughs> so remember, weird. like, her and Carson Daly, like, dating or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I think that must have been around this time that they were dating. Um, yeah. Which was... I didn't do research, but, you know, they're both in the movie and they joke about being into each other. So I assume this overlapped. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was, I just remember Tara Reid is like, I, I didn't really see a lot of things that she was in just because they're normally rated R, um, right. But, or unrated. 
Um, but yeah, I think that she's really good in this. I think Rachel Lee Cook is really good in it. I'm always like really lukewarm on Rosario Dawson. I don't quite know why. She just like never really is doing like too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think she's fine in it. I guess for the role I, that I like she... all of them. I like all of them. The one that I think is for me kind of the most. I don't know. Rachel Lee Cook might be my least favorite performance of the main three. I think she's fun, but I think she has less to do, you know? Well, and it's, like, she's just kind of going through it's it. It's kind of a lot of, like, well, I watched She's All That a lot growing up. And so mm. it's a lot of that same thing, where it's, like, she's not, like, the cool girl, but now she's, like, right. all of a sudden cool. And then it's, like, she right. flips the switch, and in She's All That, they show, like, a real-world scene where she's a bitch, and it's, like okay yeah like you knew that that was in her or like that Rachel right. Lee Cook has the capability to do that so yeah. it's hard for this me movie to has a real BBP uh, boring boy problem boring boy problem <laughs> I feel like Alan M is just like I, I don't understand why we're so obsessed with Alan yeah, M they... like he seems cute and he wears like bad sandals but well, other than that <laughs> the problem for you is that Alan M is like he whips out an acoustic and guitar and he just like correct. she's like trying to work on his car and he's just like making up songs and I'm like this is absolutely Meg's nightmare um, it is my nightmare. I will say. Also, I would never work on a car. Have you met me? Yeah. Uh, I will say he does have like a young James Spader vibe, though. He does. He does. But like it's he, the guy, he's not it's like Nolan slimy. from Revenge. Oh, I never you know, watched Which that. is just, oh, because if you watch Revenge, you're like, well, this is hilarious that like young him was like this like dreamy sex symbol, I guess. I, I guess is the key word right I guess. there. Well, that's like their <laughs> their manager is um, the guy from Royal Pains. I don't know right, if you ever right, watched that. <laughs> My sister watched every show on USA from the years hey, 2007 you know what, Darcy? to 2012. Characters welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Characters were absolutely welcome in the Spell Family basement. I'll tell you that. Did she, did she think that he was cute? Um, I don't Paolo, think she, I mean, Paolo I know she definitely Costanza. watched Royal Pains, but it, like it was no white collar. It was no burn notice. Like Royal Pains was oh not God. at the top of the Remember list. Remember when we saw the guy from Burn Notice and your sister like died yes, of jealousy? Yes, because I told you. <laughs> I was like, Darcy loved Burn Notice. She watched every show on USA. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, it was, I think that it was fun to watch this movie and kind of get to see the people of this day, um, I think Alan Cumming was really thriving in this era in like mm-hmm. this exact role. It feels like such a little time capsule. And oh, I really sure. do think people didn't understand that it was like a satire. Apparently at the time, a lot of the backlash was like, there's so much product placement. And they're like, that's the joke. Like the shower is McDonald's theme. Like that we, we don't, we're not doing that just to do that. It's part of yeah, the Yeah, did they think that like the budget was entirely from like McDonald's? <laughs> I mean, it could have been <laughs> like the Times Square scene where everything's totally insane and covered in ads for Target and everything. I don't know. Yeah, it says it's that it's Sega, Dreamcast, Sonic the Hedgehog, Motorola, Starbucks, Gatorade, Snapple, Evian, Target, Aquafina, America Online. It was such like a flashback seeing the America Online uh, yes. logo. Yes. Pizza Hut. Lots of America Online. <laughs> Cartoon Network and... I, they mention cartoons a lot in the movie. Revlon, Kodak, Puma, Advil, Bounce, and more. 
None of the advertising was paid promotion. I love the Target plane. Yeah. Oh, that was from the very beginning. Well, also, that's just like one of my favorite scenes where they keep saying de jour means family. <laughs> Seatbelts, de jour means <laughs> crash <laughs> positions. <laughs> um, yeah. So the movie starts, and already I'm like, I feel seen. I've, I am <laughs> one of these obnoxious fangirls. Uh, this is such an embarrassing glimpse into who I am. I mean, me and you both went to see the Jonas Brothers last year, yes. and I guarantee Don't you, dox me, but yes. that is <laughs> how I was acting when I was there. <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, going nuts. We, I think we talked about it on the podcast. Like, there's For something sure. primal in you when you like are at a boy band concert because, like, it just you're right back in it honestly <laughs> and like we both are adults with fulfilling lives and the second it's like oh my god i mean like i've <laughs> seen i've seen britney spears in vegas twice and both times like i would pay up to like five thousand dollars to be her like little slave on the <laughs> she like has someone like crawling all for us and she like whips them around i would die if i got to be britney spears's slave like just for like one song performance like i just am still the ultimate fangirl i fucking love pop music so i'm watching this you want to be one, you want to be justin bieber's one less lonely girl that gets brought up on stage fuck yeah <laughs> um i'm like i'm watching this movie and it's like kind of almost meta because i'm like oh no is this really true like has pop music influenced my life in more ways than i can even imagine <laughs> honestly well that's what's so good about it is like in obviously in Josie the Pussycats the plot point is there's subliminal messaging in the pop music that tells teenagers what's cool mm-hmm. and what to buy what to spend their money on and I think that scene with Eugene Levy is really funny um, yeah. where he's like hi it's it's television's Eugene Levy and he's walking them through the whole process and how teens have money from babysittings but they don't pay rent or taxes so all that money goes right back into the economy because they want to buy jeans and CDs and walk them in and yada 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 but i i think it is like i mean obviously like not to be totally like (laughs) the person on the microphone being like well obviously we are being manipulated by society (laughs) but like probably (laughs) oh for sure definitely i mean we've both talked about how susceptible we are to like instagram marketing shit (laughs) A hundred percent. That's basic. I mean, like last week we were talking about how my favorite NSYNC song is from a McDonald's Happy Meal toy. And remember That's what I'm saying, when, Nora, like, you're the problem. I'm not the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> remember when like Beanie Babies were the thing and then McDonald's came out yes. with the teeny Beanie Babies? My yes, mom and you had to collect them all. Yes. Had to get them all. So <laughs> I collected all the I collected all the Dalmatians, and I remember my mom like was not a McDonald's mom. If you've ever met my mom, this is the least shocking thing you've ever heard in your entire life. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's like you, shit like honestly. that. We could we could make an exception because it's like we're going for the toy, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, and I'll get some nuggets, yeah, and, and then I can and then I can line up all my Dalmatians, and I can make a little <laughs> diorama for them. <laughs> Nick D's. I love it. Um, but, okay, so I have a couple of thoughts and questions. Firstly, yes. not that important. This was when it when we were first introduced to them, but do you have a favorite member of DuJour? Um, 
<laughs> maybe Breckenmeyer. With all those tattoos. It's a real Nick Lachey the, thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and he wears that little bandana, which is funny. I do like the gag with Seth Green where he goes he to sing him. and it's like a really angelic voice. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> but, oh, Donald Faison too, but I like the Breckenmeyer. Um, Seth Green fight in the plane where he keeps talking about doing the face. That used to be my face. And then he stole the face. I thought that, so maybe it's Seth Green. I said that I thought <laughs> that was a really fun glimpse into how it must be or might be like to be in a boy band. Because I bet mm-hmm. there are like petty fights like that. Right. Because they're together all the time. And it's like, I think there is like a little bit of a level of like stunted maturity mm-hmm. where like they're kind of scoped out really young and put into this weird situation well, and they're spending all these time together. And I don't all know. these guys were like, they were probably the best singer in their town. And now they're like thrown right. together and they have to be like a package unit, but they each have to have like their own thing and they're all growing up and they probably want the attention of, you know, <laughs> the uh, their girls. fans. So, yeah. Um, I will say, one thing that I noticed throughout the movie is that the music is very good. I think I genuinely yes. liked all of the Josie and the Pussycat songs, and all of the yes. DuJour songs are so Backstreet <laughs> yes. Boys. I'm like, this yes. sounds like, I actually should have looked up who you're like, wrote so all like, the music. I don't think Backdoor Lover is like that great of a song, <laughs> but it is like so fucking accurate and to be that accurate like in the middle of it you know like 2001 is like you know some peak and sync time yeah i mean millennium had just dropped by backstreet boys right this was pre-black and blue so we hadn't even heard the call like we were probably what like two britney spears albums in by 2001 And I do think, like, I know, like, obviously now we look back and we're like, oh, that is so perfectly on brand. But at the time, you're like, to be in the middle of something and to write such a good satire of it is a skill. I think there's a skill. (laughs) Do you know anything about who wrote the music for Yes. So I know, I know at least for the Pussycat stuff, it's Letters to Cleo, K, K, I forgot her last uh, name. Hanley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I From Letters to Cleo. You don't want me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and days. I know she sings, um, sings, what's it called? Uh, she, Rosario. R- no. Rachel Lee uh, Cook. Rachel Lee Cook's parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. I'm trying to think. Oh, I mean, I know Adam Schlesinger, or Schlesinger, who just died, wrote some of them. Right, and I think that's kind of why this had, we had been discussing it in the past couple right. days. Yeah, he wrote right. Pretend to Be Nice. Else, oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's my um, second favorite. <laughs> yeah, it looks like that was the one he wrote. Looks mm-hmm. like Biff Naked. Um, not familiar, mm-hmm. but she wrote... Dave Gibbs and Steve Hurley. Mm. Um, mm. Jason Faulkner from Jellyfish. Matthew Sweet. Jane Wheedlin from The Go-Go's. Adam Dirtz from mm. Counting Crows. What did oh, he write? I know that name. <laughs> what did Adam Dirtz write? He might have done music. Or yeah, like probably. background. Um, you. Just Travis McCoy nice. does vocals yeah. for DuJour. 
Ooh, that's probably who sings for Seth Green. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. I do like in Pretend to Be Nice. Uh, I'm pretty sure they talk about this in Blank Check. Blank Check did an episode on this, so I'm trying not to just oh, Adam, you know, parrot their ideas Adam back Dirt's at you. But wrote the song Spin Around. Oh, gotcha. And um, You Don't See Me. Gotcha. Okay. But, um,. Kay Hanley from Letters to Cleo sings uh, Rachel Lee Cook's part, but when they do the ooh, 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 that's the real girls. Oh, so that's fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it says backing vocals were provided by Cook, Reed, and Dawson. Yeah, of course. Had to. Had to do the it. Al- the soundtrack was released on vinyl by Mondo in 2017. Got to get yourself I a copy. I hope it's purple. <laughs> oh, it says to commemorate the vinyl I to release. That soundtrack all the time. Josie and the Pussycats was screened by Alma Drafthouse at the Ace Hotel in LA with performance with a performance by Hanley and a panel by Cook, Reed, and Dawson and received an oral. It history is purple. In favor. It's purple splatter. Maggie need it. I need it. Collection. I just said I can't spend money. <laughs> yeah, I'm not allowed to spend money either. Um Okay, where was I at? Uh, I thought the bowling alley, very McFly, to have them performing there to, you know, no one who cares. Yeah, I mean, that's just classic to have, like, the montage so that we get to know all the girls. And You then think they're, like, really hot bowling stuff, alley. and then it's like, yeah. you return your shoes and you made $5. Um, yeah. I wanted to know if those girls, the mean girls, would become fans if they just drove to the bowling alley to be, be uh, to make fun of Josie and the Pussycats. In my head, it's always a drive-by. Like, they're driving past the bowling alley, and then they see Josie and the Pussycats, and they're like, why don't we pull over and be bitches? Mm, I gotcha. Um, I thought that Missy Pyle has looked just like older than she's ever cast to be i have no concept of how old missy pile was supposed to be because she kept hitting on alan m and i'm like this can't be legal yeah she just (laughs) she's also in just you know i love missy pile though i won't i won't hear anything against her okay we can keep moving on then Um, I thought that that for her though there was a scene where her brother asks why she's even here and she says I'm here because I was in the comic book and he says what and And she's like (laughs) Um, I love a makeover scene I like I like all the kind of knowing stuff. Yeah. Like when Alan Cummings, like, we're not Josie the Pussy, or when they're like, we're not Josie the Pussycats, we're just the Pussycats. And he's like, do you really want to read a comic, see a movie, read books based on the Pussycats? Yeah. Or Josie and the Pussycats? I agree. I think that that's really fun. And it's a, I think it, if you do just like a comic book movie, it can easily become mm-hmm. very cheesy. And so yes. I think it's really like tongue in cheek and cool to have these like knowing aspects to it. Right. Um, That's, I mean, my favorite, maybe my favorite scene, just because I think it's so fun, is when he's driving and it's like they're crossing the street and he slams on the brakes and like the sign from DuJour where it's like the number one band in the world and it's like uh, <laughs> Paradise by the Dashboard Light is playing and then he holds up the jewel case to see how they would look Wind on the cover of the Wind blowing in their hair. Yes. <laughs> it's all very uh, fabulous. I was like, 
and it's so perfectly lit and i'm just like Mwah! and it's the only time anyone looks to camera and i'm just like you earned it yeah i'll give it to you <laughs> i thought that i like that a lot uh, i think that's very cute um, you know, I love a makeover scene. I just like the whole time. I'm like, they're probably the makeover is funny because it's just her hair just gets like wider. <laughs> yeah. Um, the whole time I was watching this, I was just like, obviously, I don't know too much about these actresses, but like, it's hard for me to believe that like Rosario Dawson, Rachel Lee Cook, and Tara Reid were friends. Um, at the time, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but they all just seem kind of like in very different uh wheelhouses but that being said like the whole time i was like i bet making this movie was so fun yeah that- i think i mean it's it's hard to look back like looking at three different like three very different careers and being like how did they vibe yeah. <laughs> in person but it is i mean all the stuff they do like the shared bus pass i think is so cute and then um I don't know all the stuff where they're like no like they really are like friends first Mm -hmm. and you know the corporate stuff second yeah and they stick to that unless they're being brainwashed yeah um I think that yeah I said the soundtrack was fun I thought the like the whole epicenter of all trends was a really funny just yeah (laughs) way to think about things I was like I'm saying like throughout the whole thing I was like oh boy is this really like what's been happening to me my my entire life (laughs) Um, yeah but yeah so maybe not by one company conscientiously but it all seeps in yeah (laughs) I mean we're wearing cat ears right now Right, exactly. This this is what they want. This is what big cat ear wants. Do you know if uh, d- did cat name her cat Josie after Josie and the Pussycats? I mean, it's part of it, mm. but it's not exclusively. It's more just like she liked the name, and that is like a pussycat name, you know? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, um, yeah, I would say I, I liked the movie. I thought it was really cute. I think that. Had I watched it as a teen, I would have really liked it. Um, uh-huh. If you had the history with it, you'd like it a lot more. Yeah. I mean, I still definitely think that I like it, or I liked it a lot. Like, I thought yeah. it was a really fun, enjoyable watch. Uh, it's very quick and easy. You know, it's not too, There's well, there's not really any heaviness to it at all. It's just, like, goofy. Mm-mm. It's almost kind of, yeah. like, Zoolander-y, where it just is making fun of yes. things, which is, you know, something right. I always enjoy. But it also has yeah. fun music. And, and it's very much like, you know, the whole time it's all going to work out. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like, I mean, there's a few times where they're like pretending they're going to kill Tara Reed and Rosario <laughs> Dawson. And you're like, I know they're not going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's. I do love, I mean, you have to think about like MTV had to approve that there'd be a plot line in this movie where <laughs> Carson Daly kills someone. Yeah. <laughs> For the for a music company, it's pretty funny. Yeah, and then the movie went on to bomb. Right, but you know, but it's okay because we enjoyed it. Yeah, and I own the DVD, so they made some money off me. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, yeah, it just took some time. I thought it was, and cute. I'll probably buy some overpriced vinyl, so the money keeps flowing in. Do it. <laughs> Check Alamo Drafthouse; they might have some, like online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll but yeah, I'll no, I'm happy I watched it. I thought it was thought it was fun. Yay! I feel like it's really been fitting the theme of what we've been watching recently, which is to say, 
What a Girl Wants, The Princess Diaries. <laughs> it is a bunch of 2010 shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't make Micah watch this one with me. Hey, I think he would have enjoyed this one. He probably would have enjoyed this one a little bit more than uh, What a Girl Wants. This is objectively a better movie than What a Girl Wants. Yeah. I might be causing, causing, stirring up trouble. No, uh, I don't but think so. I, I definitely don't think so. This is a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> and anything that has, like, I mean, I really, I truly believe that this, that the original music for this is really good. Yeah, it's But fun. on top of that, anything that has original music, there is, like, kind of an excitement to that. Like, oh, of course. <laughs> of course. It makes you want to, like, go out and get the soundtrack and... Yeah, you want to just, like, be a part of the fun. Like, I would have wanted to yeah. have been, like, Josie and the Pussycats with my friends had I seen this at a young right. age. Right. I didn't. You would have gotten ears. Who, which one would we have? Her ears which, make special. Who, which Pussycat are we? I'm definitely a Val. Mm. Do you think you're a Rachel Lee Cook? A, a, a Josie. Josie? I don't know why. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going through all the names a million times. Let's, Nora, I think we should really be honest with you. I think you're a Parker Posey. <laughs> <gasps> That's fun. I'll take it. I'm just trying to like you brainwash. throw a party and you sing a version of pretend to be nice down the stairs. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Parker Posey is so fun when they just like cast her to go all out. Yeah, when she's singing, like, she, there's, like, a whole entrance, and then, like, he's going around being like, isn't she fabulous? <laughs> and then she's like, welcome to your party. <laughs> Maybe I am. I don't hate it, even though she's the villain of the movie. Right. But it ends up being fine. <laughs> yeah. She's not even, like, necessarily uh, the villain. She's working with the government. Right, I think the government are definitely the. And then they're just like, we need a scapegoat. So sorry. Right. So yeah, I mean, (sighs) I'd be happy to be a Parker Posey. Um, I appreciate her (laughs) outfits. I think she really goes all out with everything that she does. So she does. There's one where she has like little, like really long feathers all sticking out. Yeah, it's fun. Every time it cuts to Parker Posey, I'm like just happy to be in the movie. Yeah. No, she's great. I don't really think anyone else could do do that role like she did i think that no, a lot of so I think the pussy cats could probably be replaced by other people um i agree this kind i of, think the one that's i think the best pussy cat is tara reed yeah like acting wise and but in general i think they could be other people but alan cumming and i mean the movie wouldn't work without alan cumming and parker pussy yeah this kind of uh brings me to a question though when i watched riverdale for the one season there is uh-huh. josie and the pussycats in yes. it yes. but it's like barely even a plot line it's like she just goes to the high school yeah i mean it gets they, they more so yes so i think at the beginning it's very much like josie and the pussycats like season one they're very much a unit mm-hmm. and then they kind of give up on the pussycats a little bit and josie starts getting her own plot lines oh but so, if she has fun i josie, mean i guess rachel lee cook isn't like or josie isn't the most fun in the movie but right i think in the tv show she's you know she's the central pussycat well i guess 
Archie dates Val for a while, but, it, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, he's going to get back together with Veronica, you know, or whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly how many episodes that lasts, but he definitely does date Val I, like, for a short was about bit. to ask who is cast in these roles, and I'm like, I don't know, like, teen actors. Right. (laughs) I also don't know teen actors. Like when we we all did the like BuzzFeed, like who's your soulmate, Netflix original soulmate. And it was like, I literally never even heard of like half the movies that were options. Right. I know Josie's, it's Ashley Murray, spelled like L-E-I-G-H, spelled like my middle name, Ashley. But I don't know the other two Buzzycats. Sorry. Well, number one, Melody is barely in it at all. And then Val has a very short plot line and then like actively, I think, leaves the show. Oh, okay. Because then like there's a part where they're like trying to replace, like add another pussycat and then Veronica's a pussycat for a little bit. It's complicated. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I guess yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Honestly, I would just say <laughs> Riverdale's such a shit storm of a show. <laughs> uh, I should probably catch up. <laughs> I saw uh, someone tweeted the other day that they call Lily Reinhardt the Michelle Williams of Riverdale. Oh, because, well, I mean... It's not like I ever watched Riverdale and was like, Lily Reinhardt really has something going on here. Like, I think she's, I wasn't like specifically calling her out for doing good work, but I do, I haven't watched Riverdale since I saw Hustlers and I might have a newfound appreciation. because yeah, we love her in Hustlers. Right. I did always think, no offense to Camilla Mendez, but whatever she was doing was just always totally buck wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So... A lot of choices are being made on that set every day. <laughs> Even Cole Sprouse. I was always just like, Ugh. I'm a freak. I'm a weirdo, okay? Do you ever wonder why I always wear this stupid hat? It's just like so, <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. it reminds well, me that's very the thing. much Like of- there's only, because even if you're saying she's the Michelle Williams, like even if Michelle Williams was saying the batshit insane things they make these teens say on Riverdale, she would also sound ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Just my thing with Cole Sprouse is that he sounds like Ryan Atwood in the pilot of the OC, uh-huh. but it just like never goes away. He's like, this is Who how you, you play like torn and disturbed. And I'm like, I think oh that there's he's like not a doing it little... anywhere as nearly as good as Ryan Atwood. <laughs> and I was assessed. I Everyone knows this. <laughs> I stole a car. Oh my God. That's <laughs> such a good episode of television. I just got chills thinking about it. I love that show. God, if every episode of the OC lived up to like the top five episodes of the OC, I think it would be more popular than Breaking Bad. <laughs> wow. She said it, folks. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, as long as the OC isn't ridiculous, i.e. Riverdale. Mm-hmm. No, it's a lot less ridiculous. <laughs> the OC, I mean, all teen dramas are insane. We, we don't need to compare yeah, notes. I was listening to <laughs> but Riverdale has, like, supernatural elements, you know? <laughs> I was listening to a podcast earlier, and it was talking about how, um, like, teen dramas are so insane that like that's how you think that your life is going to be and then it's like all of your relationships you're like it must be this dramatic and like I remember 
when I was younger, like watching these shows being like, oh my God. And one day, like, I'm going to have a boyfriend who does like X, Y, and Z. And my friends are going to wrong me like this. And it's almost and I'll like. I'll be emancipated and, <laughs> and pregnant and the valedictorian. And then my baby will come. Honestly, the <laughs> One Tree Hill is absolutely the worst offender. <laughs> the one that I like. The liked shit the that happens in One Tree Hill is so bananas. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you watch those things and you think, like, this is like a reality. I mean, maybe it's someone's right, reality because no one would like, watch the real thing yeah <laughs> i just like i i remember almost like romanticizing like how intense all of this is and it's like oh my god and then one day like and i'll date someone and his brother will shoot someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh and then imogen heap will play <laughs> oh my god you're bouncing back and forth between storylines now yeah, I know. I'm trying to be dramatic. But where are we? <laughs> what? Yeah. But anywho, <laughs> uh, glad that life isn't like that. Glad that Josie right. and the Pussycats is, you know, not real, but it's cute and it's not overly dramatic. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah, I liked it. It's a good movie. Yeah. Happy to hear. I think I'm. I mean, I think it's like a three, three and a half for me. Which you know is like a solid. I like that movie. Right. Would watch again. I think it's like I think I probably have it at like a four and a half. <laughs> Some sort of fucking bullshit. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. <laughs> In news surprising no one, my rating system is pretty fucked up. <laughs> oh God. Anything else? Any uh, other thoughts? Any recommendations? Um, Do you think Keith Ledger is the new see. Matt Damon? <laughs> not anymore he's just the new bad <laughs> I know so sad um it is I do like the scene where Tara reads says like I always thought you were cute and then hits Carson Daly in the head and then she's like you however and talks to like young Nat Damon and I was like this is so ridiculous <laughs> and I had just we had just watched Ocean's Eleven it's very much Ocean's Eleven Matt Damon mm-hmm. oh for sure Ah, <laughs> uh, classic um recommendations uh i guess we've been talking about teen dramas or teen tv shows uh we both watched never have i ever yeah i think that was really cute it was it was really cute i'm excited for the second season of it whenever it comes out yeah well i remember when mindy kind of left on a cliffhanger it ended and and it was like you know netflix does a thing where it won't it won't click to the next episode because it's over and it'll just be like how about you watch unorthodox and i'm like no yeah (laughs) it ended with a love triangle which is yes fun i classic you can tell it's tv is getting better and that like characters are more well-rounded instead of just being an alan m the guys have a little more depth to them so that's nice i love i love the ben gross episode do you have do you prefer one of the boys over the other it's complicated um because like there is like such like so much about (laughs) me is inclined to, to be <laughs> sympathetic towards the Ben Gross. Uh-huh. But um Paxton, what's his name? It's Paxton such a great Hall three names. Yoshida or something. Pa- Paxton Hall Yoshida. That's absolutely it. Um I love I remember I was I love how they either say his name all the way through or yes. they say uh P H Y or 
Yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> apparently, his name was Paxton Hall Yoshida. It's very high be, school. Well, um, apparently, you know his name was only supposed to be Paxton Hall, and then at the audition, the actor was speaking in Japanese, and Mindy Kaling was like, kind of like, "Is this inappropriate? Is it like an HR violation for me to ask if he's Japanese?" But he's like half or a portion Japanese, and so they added that. So it's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it was funny. I was watching with Gan, and she was like, how old is that actor? And I looked it up. I'm like, he's 29. Yeah. She's like, great. He's so hot. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, how we were like, mm, yeah. weird. But, so yeah. you think you're gonna you're more of a Paxton Hall Yoshida girl? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I shouldn't have to choose. I know. I like them both, too. I, lo- I like them both. And I like that they're, they're both... I like that they're both there. Yeah. No, I think it's good. I I like it. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lots of fun viewings That's in the past week or so. Yeah. I mean, well, I wish never have I ever going in like on. a day, maybe two. And I think yeah, I like paced myself out. <laughs> I think I finished it on Monday night. I was like, I'm not doing anything else. I'm just going to watch this show all the way yeah. through. Yeah. That's fair. Cool. That's a normal day in, in these times. Quarantine times. QT. All right. Anything else? Um, no. It's good to talk to you. I love Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. Best movie ever. Join the army. This is a little one I watched in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Meg. Thank you. I demand to be recognized. Next week, I'll ask how it feels to be so much older. Oh my god, literally so old, so wise. Yeah, so uh, get get ready for that. <laughs> Hope you have some wise words of wisdom for us. I won't, but <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> All right. Well, till next time. Bye. Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com. 